and welcome back to the Kicks the Crotch podcast. So, as you can see, it's just me today. Um, we have got uh, a lot of really cool guests coming up. Uh, we have uh, some stunt people, um, not just Tom Davey, who is obviously a regular on the podcast, um, and he would remind me that he is not, of course, stunt person. He is a fight performer uh, but we do have a lot of decent uh, guests really coming on soon um, and that's going to be absolutely amazing um, not from uh, the UK or even the US we've got a few different people coming on it's going to be really really fun in those coming up uh, but obviously this only comes out every couple of weeks for the kick to crotch podcast uh, so you have to wait just a little bit longer but today I just want to talk about what is the best martial art to start with? It's a question I get so, so often, even when I'm in a discussion about something completely different, when maybe I'm over on Twitch as a, a mental health streamer, I still get people asking, well, how do I start off? What should I do? Or, you know, I've seen this and or my brother does this or my ex did this, something like that. And people just go, so what is the best one? Now, I am biased towards certain martial arts, of course, because of my background in martial arts. I started with judo. So, of course, I have an affinity for judo. And for me, it is one of the better ones, as I think it has good grounding and a lot of different things. But it depends on one very simple thing. Why are you doing martial arts? And this is the thing that I don't think a lot of people think about. Are you doing martial arts in terms of self-defense? Are you doing it because you want to lose weight and get in shape? Are you doing it for fun? Are you doing it um, because you want a new activity to do? Are you doing it to fight? Are you doing it for all these different reasons, for spirituality? Because depending on why you're doing it will completely change the answer. Now, the one thing that I think should always be a factor is having fun. I think no matter what martial art you do, having fun and enjoying yourself has to be at the center of all of that. Because no matter what reason you're doing it, if you're not having fun, you're going to give up. You're not going to pay attention and it's not going to go well from the very start. You won't listen to your instructor and it's just going to be a complete nightmare. But beyond that, it changes a lot. So. For instance, if you are thinking more about um, being sporty and you want to maybe maybe you're you're quite young and you really want to get into the kind of the athleticism of it. And you, you're thinking, I like these kind of sporty versions. You know, I've watched the Olympics. Well, then maybe something like Taekwondo might be very useful to you because with the points kicks and that kind of active, very um, gymnastic parts to Taekwondo. Make it very enjoyable for that. Is it one that you would necessarily pick for um, self-defense? Unlikely. Although the, the ability to be athletic and keep up with speed and various things like that, you would likely have to be adding a lot of other things to Taekwondo to make it viable for self-defense. Um, is it something you would necessarily do in terms of uh, spirituality? Again, no, it doesn't really come with that basis to it, although it has some history. Modern Taekwondo comes halfway through the 20th century. It's not grounded in as much of that background as many of the other ones. Then, OK, I'm looking for more 
of a self-defense background. I really want to be able to protect myself. I really want to make sure that I'm okay and that if something happens, I'm ready. Well, there will, of course, be debate on this. There's some interesting ideas that were put forward by the Gracies about the 90% uh, of all fights end on the ground. No research ever shows that. But, of course, groundwork is an important thing. Now, this is a debatable point. So I would say if you're looking in terms of self-defense, there is no singular martial art. I think there are a group of martial arts that are best, but I would say there's no singular martial art. So I would always think um, in terms of a stand-up martial art and a groundwork martial art. Now, obviously you have catch wrestling, uh, BJJ and judo. Now, depending on your size, weight, the way that your body moves, all those kind of things, you may have a preference depending on each one of those. But I would say each of those gives you a good standing. Um, the ones that have been most tested in terms of um, actual combat sport would be catch wrestling and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Judo, although has good standing, most that are in uh, combat sports that use judo also use a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Catch wrestling has also shown itself and various forms of wrestling has also shown itself to be incredibly effective in those fields. However, stand-up is also very, very important. I spoke about the idea that this 90-10 is likely a little bit skewed according to wanting to get people into the idea of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu by the graces originally. So when we look at that, well, what do we want to look at? Probably get a little bit of um, pushback depending on who you're talking to, but I think boxing has to be up there. Um, and I mean full-on um, aggressive boxing. Now, if you go properly old school, if you go into the old school English boxing to pugilism, you, of course, add in some throws as well. So you can fully punch them in the face, throw them to the floor, and then continue with your um, BJJ. <laughs> but that isn't uh, the likely one we have now. But boxing has uh, a great ability to um, teach you how to move your body, to have effective hits. Um, it means that you're going to be able to defend yourself striking. You're going to be looking out for different things that you wouldn't necessarily do in other martial arts. And you're going to have those heavy hitters that you can then move into another martial art for. But the other two are where if you're looking at a stand up martial art that's going to allow you to deliver those strikes. I think we have to be looking for one Muay Thai, which I think most people would assume the martial art of the eight limbs is just that for a very good reason although it has its weaknesses of course every martial art has its weaknesses um i personally have some issue with um how there's an exposure to um the chest for me in certain hits but again a lot of that can come down to individual practitioners where a better practitioner would not have that then we go for Muay Thai, effectively on steroids, left way. So left way, the best way of describing it is everything you can find in Muay Thai plus headbutts. And that's where it can be an incredibly dangerous martial art, incredibly dangerous, um, but a lot of fun for those that do it. And it has been said by quite a few people that only crazy people do left way. 
Um, mainly because of that headbutt. You don't go into it um, if you're not fully up for a decent spa and a decent, fully interactive um, uh, martial arts session. So for me, if you're looking in terms of self-defense, I would never have one singular martial art, but I would mix together two or three. I'm going with the bare minimum of two, and that would be maybe boxing, left way, Muay Thai for your stand-up, judo, uh, BJJ, and catch wrestling for your groundwork. And again, if you're going all out, for me, Muay Thai and uh, Lethway have just more things open to them. Although boxing gives you better awareness and is just a good thing to have in a street fight generally because most people that think they can box because it's what their dad taught them when they were a kid or it's what everyone does in the playground have absolutely no idea. And I include myself in that. I am not a boxer. My background, although I have stepped into the ring um, to box, in an actual boxing match, I am not as proficient as many, many people I personally know. My um, skill set is very much different. And so it gives you that advantage. Um, so boxing would still be a great one to have there. But for me, Lethbury uh, or Muay Thai for your stand-up. And then again, for groundwork, Despite the fact I am a judo um, background, that was how I started when I was four years old, was when I first graded in judo many, many years ago, more years ago than I'd like to admit. But um, for judo, it is a good grounding. Personally, I think it is a good grounding for a lot of different things on top of just being a good grounded one. However, if we look at the tried and tested in terms of combat sport, which is effectively the nearest we can get to self-defense, um, of course, there are a lot of issues and there's a lot of complaints that certain people have. And I've had my own with this as well. But in terms of actual testing of the martial arts in that scenario, BJJ and catch wrestling have far more combat sport testing. And so for groundwork, they make the most sense. So, again, that's the self-defense. We were talking about sport a minute ago. So... Would I use Taekwondo for self-defense? No. Would I use um, Lethway if I was going to go into sport uh, martial arts? Hell no. <laughs> it's not made for it. Each martial art has its part to play. Then again, let's say we're looking at fitness. First one that comes to mind for me for fitness, boxing. I think boxing has one of the best results um, they have very tough training, as all martial arts do, but I think it is very much in with the idea of gym work. It is a very inbuilt martial art, especially here in England, that um, when you go to um, a boxing gym, it has that feel of um, integration that you don't get with a lot of other martial arts, which aren't necessarily there to help you um, get fit. Or to to do those kind of to do those kind of things. Um, obviously, different martial arts do still need a good level of fitness to carry on with it. Taekwondo is very hard to do uh, that kind of gymnastics if you're four or five hundred pounds. Um, but with boxing, it does have that really inbuilt simplistic uh, fitness that you can just do every day that isn't really as elaborate as some of the other martial arts. But that isn't to say that there aren't other martial arts that do it as well. I have to say, again, one of the best ones in terms of fitness, where you know that you've been to a session, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. 
possibly for me, when I have been the most um, worked out in a martial arts session was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I've trained at a few different ones. Um, Muay Thai really got me sweating, but I didn't feel a massive workout, so to speak, after the full session. At the beginning, to get us all um, loosened up and everything, yes, Muay Thai, definitely one of the big ones for that. But as a, a full session to keep you going and to really get your heart rate going, your cardio, everything, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is just up there as probably one of the best, along with boxing. Boxing, again, really does take it out of you, especially when you're, um, when you're hitting those bags. It really does take it out of you. So for me, if you're looking at that, you have those two martial arts to pick from. Then we come to spirituality. Now, spirituality has a few different ways of thinking. Spirituality can also mean a, um, a way of being disciplined in certain ways and a way in which you might want to be ah, better controlled. I think spirituality and control go together very, very nicely, especially if you're a younger person. And maybe, as I was, you've been sent to martial arts to keep you under control. Um, I, of course, was four years old. I was not that much of a runaway when I first started martial arts. But Many of my family do have a little bit of a record in their younger years to be mm, a little bit flamboyant when it comes to fighting. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure if my brother ever sees this, um, having lifted somebody up um, against a wall simply for throwing a snowball at him, uh, that gives you an idea as to why they went, no, 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 let's, let's, um, let's let Adam actually have some uh, control, shall we? So the spirituality and control, and by that I mean when you're going into the... Um, the more traditional ideas behind some of the martial arts. That's where a lot of the spirituality comes from, but also control and discipline within that. Now, if we're looking at that, if we look purely at the idea of spirituality, then it is very hard to get away from Tai Chi. Uh, tai Chi just has it very much inbuilt. Uh, tai Chi, in terms of a self-defense martial art, you're going to have some issues in terms of a sport martial art. Certainly not again. Um, and in terms of fitness, again, very problematic. Uh, unless, of course, you are simply using it as uh, something to add on to keep you moving. As you'll see a lot of older people in the park doing it, they will do Tai Chi. So, again, to get your joints moving, maybe that is one you could look at. But in terms of spirituality and how you're actually um, interacting with the world around you, Tai Chi is very much uh, built into that. Along with that, you have Penchak Salat and Muay Thai. When you're looking specifically in terms of the spirituality of martial arts, uh, they both have certain uh, rituals at the beginning of their uh, sessions that um, lend themselves to that spiritual code and was inbuilt throughout the whole of the martial art that there is a lot of that um, that you take part in tai chi because of the uh, way in which you train is likely the most spiritual of these three um, but they all definitely have a kind of religious spiritual side to them um, and in fact with penchak salat there are even practitioners um effectively for exhibition but even show the darker side almost um in terms of a uh, magical side where they will 
um, prod themselves with various sharp objects to show that that is um, more harsh, a bit like a martial arts version of the Sith from Star Wars. Um, so there is some spirituality there, but it's very much up to interpretation as to where you're actually going with that. But those three martial arts for me, if you look at the spiritual side, are very helpful. Now, there's a spiritual side throughout all Eastern martial arts in general. But uh, with Tai Chi especially, and again, a little bit with the Muay Thai and uh, Penchak Salat, you will get that in there. If we're looking at control and discipline in with that spiritual idea, then I think we come to one of my favorites, as I stated, Judo. Judo at its core is a fantastic all-round martial art. I love it for so many reasons. I think it is very helpful and likely one of the reasons that I didn't become a massive tear away and get into gangs or anything like that when I was younger. You may be thinking, well, Adam, with your voice, you're very unlikely to have ended up in gangs anyway. However, plenty of people from my um, background and my school certainly did and did get into trouble. So I think that is a path that I very easily could have gone down um, if that had been the case, having been homeless my, myself before previously as well, without that inbuilt discipline and control I had learnt from martial arts such as judo, I think that could have been a very different path for me. And that's why it's one that I would pick. Um, I also think that um, Tai Chi has to be brought up again with the control and discipline because it is a very fluid moving martial art and it's everything you do is built into this idea of discipline, how you move. And it is a very controlled martial art beyond what some others can do because, of course, it isn't really set up for full-on fighting, so the control can be very much easily built in and you do tend to listen. Um, with that control as well, again, boxing has to be brought up, of course, because discipline is uh, inbuilt into the boxing. However, it is inbuilt into a very different way in my mind. Um, for me, when you look at boxing, uh, the idea of the discipline and control is not as grounded in a um, philosophical idea, but far more in the you do as you're told. Now, that's not to have a go at any boxing coaches out there. It's just something that's gone along with the um, sport for so long in that you show respect, but there's uh, far more machismo in the sport than many others. Now, you will have uh, noticed from uh, Lee, who I uh, had on the podcast over a year ago now, who's a former Golden um, uh, golden, golden Gloves boxer in the US and she spoke about this machismo that she had um, even at the standard she was at as well so that is built into it and of course that's where the discipline comes in but also has a lot of its toxic traits and can become very problematic in that so it just depends on um, where you're going into it for that really um, so they all have that built in and of course with control with discipline every martial art has it to a point some of them can become very problematic um, when you look at it. And some of them slip a lot. Now, when you get into McDojo's and all that kind of area, then we have the problem full stop because, of course, they don't care. They just want your money. So we have an all round issue. And of course, do remember, these are my personal thoughts on this. These do not re reflect at all 
anything that many others might believe and might say. There's people that disagree in terms of martial arts all the time. Those who are very well versed will still disagree because a lot of this is a personal journey for the individual. And I'm only going from my personal interactions with these things as well and um, those that I know from other people. Um, the other um, parts that I think are very good for uh, discipline and things like that would be uh, Wing Chun. Um, Wing Chun, in terms of discipline and spirituality, is one of those that does bridge the gap as well. They have um, a massive amount of control, um, mainly because of, in terms of control and how they um, hold themselves, it's incredible the positions that they, uh, that they can uh, keep to and the discipline it takes to keep to those um, positions and warm-ups beyond what a lot of other martial arts do is incredible. And there is very much built into that background that I think um, must be recognized. And again, because of the lineage and everything that comes within Chung, that also includes that uh, spiritual kind of lineage of this comes from this, which is back into the eons of time. So certainly must be mentioned there. Um, then we have, of course, the ones that are fun. Now, of course, all of them have to be fun, as I said, but there's a lot of them that are a lot more fun than others. Now, I think if you're going to have fun, you've got to talk about karate. Let's be honest. If you go down to the, the local Y or gym or wherever, what are they doing for families, for kids? It's karate. Now, there are so many different versions of karate, Shotokan, Okinawa. There's a lot. There's a long list of these. But um, karate in general does have that fun element I think a lot of people can do. And they include sparring from a much younger age from, again, from my personal experience that I've seen and um, those that I, um, that I know in the, um, the martial arts um, have seen and do in their dojos. And there's a lot more kind of interaction in that way that you don't necessarily have with other martial arts although all good martial arts will always have that interaction and um, sparring a little bit of play anyway karate really does um, bring in a lot lot more and it's far more of a family event now i say this knowing full well that me and my sister both went to judo together as well as aikido and some other things and so you know i i in fact my sister um still i think the last time that me and my sister were actually going together she outranked my belt, which is, you know, just pains me because uh, I have outranked her since. But, you know, there's still sibling rivalry in there, even if those belts in reality mean very little. Um, but um, karate for me has got to be the most fun. But again, judo comes to second place. Um, the main reason you get to throw each other around and as a kid. And I speak for massive, um, massive experience on this one as a four year old, five year old, six year old. You get to throw yourself around. You start off by learning how to break fall, which is effectively someone telling you this is how you throw yourself at the ground and don't get hurt, which becomes an amazing thing to do in the playground when you're very young to show off to your friends. And it's a great thing um, to just to just learn. It's a great skill in general to be able to break fall is a great skill to learn no matter what martial art and what part of society you're going into it's a great thing to be able to do is to throw yourself at the ground and let's be honest it's a hell of a lot of fun so judo and karate for me are two of the most fun ones along with kind of kickboxing which shoots off um but for me personally if you're looking at a fun martial art to do i think you've got to look at karate 
I think you've got to look at judo. Um, depending on the age, depending on what you want to do. If you just want to, I want to want to get the clubs and I want to hit things. Karate is going to be there now. Of course, the discipline means that you won't just be randomly um, <laughs> coming around hitting everything like you see in the martial arts films, and you know everything's a massive push round when you're doing um, when you're doing the films. You know these things are great for camera, but for not much else. Um, you won't, of course, be going into that field, but you will be getting into that sparring and with the judo, throwing yourself around a lot. And let's be honest, although you're not meant to throw around yourself um, that much. You do anyway, because judo has that bit of fun. Um, now, um, when we when we look a bit more, of course, there's a, a load of other reasons we can still be getting into it. Now, if you're looking just for something that you think is more artistic and kind of a um, an art form, an exhibition, something that um, you want to appreciate for us, it's aesthetics. Well, then we have a few different martial arts now. One of them for me that I really think is a great aesthetic to play around with. And if you want to do it, it's a lifelong pursuit, especially because um, when you really get going for a long, long time, um, you get to use the very old school and very specific weaponry for it. Um, although it does come with some some issues in terms of if you get hit, um, then we have to look at Kiliparatu, which is an Indian martial art that was um, outlawed by the um, by the British. Of course, we didn't want anyone to be able to fight. So we, of course, said, no, none of that. We don't want you to be able to hit us back. Um, Kiliparatu um, is suggested by some to be where the origins of um, uh, Shaolin Kung Fu and a lot of the lineage of Chinese martial arts comes from uh, because of um, one of the old Shaolin uh, monks coming from that area and supposedly that's where a lot of it when you can see them side by side you'll recognize the two together however Kiliparatu effectively got lost to the annals of time because of the british of course because we like to do these kind of things and so um in terms of that well we do lose um a lot of that as well um but that's what makes it a great exhibition martial art and there's a lot of things around it that just make it uh, a lot of fun to watch it's a very um, interesting martial art in terms of uh, there's a lot of spins and slaps that are worked into it. It starts to look a little bit like the old school Street Fighter games. And that is how it is done. In fact, when you get to a certain level and you can use the weaponry where there is a gigantic sword, I guess you would call it, but it's like a whip sword. Um, these are the things that can be very dangerous if you don't do them. But it's a free flow exhibition and they actually... In that martial art, which you don't see in a lot of them, they openly admit that when you get to that level where they trust you with the weapons, that it, there is no fighting. It is all exhibition and they treat it as such. So they're far more into that. And I think it is a great one to have those kind of exhibitions and very interesting things with it. Now, of course, the two other martial arts that if you're looking in terms of exhibition that are great to show off with and just have you know, a little bit of a play around in terms of their artistic form. The other two for me, one has to be Aikido, because now Aikido is very maligned. And in terms of if you want a martial art to use in terms of self-defense, it's not going to do much good by itself at all. It does have some movements, of course, that are also used by other martial arts that can be very helpful. If somebody's putting your, their hand on you and you have that distance and you have a lot of different advantages, it can give you something. However, in reality, 
most situations, the best thing it's taught you is how to fall over and maybe some avoidance, which is still useful, but needs to be patched a lot more. In reality, one of the best things for it is you get to show off by throwing yourself around. And it is a great one to have as an exhibition martial art. Um, obvious thing to see, Steven Seagal, much as he may be a very interesting human being, you can see from a lot of his earlier work, there's a lot of that kind of flashy idea of martial arts. He regrew a lot of the idea of the martial arts in the late 80s into 90s, where people saw it and wanted to get into it. So he did reinvigorate a lot of the idea of martial arts because of that. You know, this quick snap of the hand and everyone's flying around all over the place. It can be very engaging and something that a lot of people want to be into. The last one for me, and the one actually that has so many other elements to it would be capoeira. Now, capoeira comes from um, uh, a mix of a lot of different cultures. This is where it becomes a kind of interesting one, really, because it is a mix of a lot of different African cultures brought together um, because of the fact that the Portuguese, when they uh, were in charge, although technically, depending on your interpretation, still in charge of uh, Brazil, they outlawed all cultural um, ideas of fighting and a lot of music and everything else so that people couldn't really be uh, bringing their culture with them when they were brought into slavery. That was it. You were, you were as you are now. We, we're not having you think that you've got something else in cultural background at all. And so this idea of the capoeira dance was brought in where they managed to um, bring together a lot of their music and work it together, as well as having these kicks and punches and things that came with the dance that were hidden in the dance. So it was a martial art built in with a dance. And depending on who you talk to, even in Brazil, they will call it something different. Some will call it a dance, some will call it a martial art. And with that, it is something that a lot of people can do. It is basically a way of learning martial art through rhythm. And if you're going to have something that's an exhibition and something you can do without really even thinking, oh, I want to fight, as I say, you know, this is all dependent on what you're doing. And so, of course, if you're doing a martial art because, well, it's it's fun to look at, then one that is known by many as a dance has got to be in that discussion. And so capoeira has to be going very high on there. Now, you can see some of these martial arts that I've mentioned overlap. Judo, boxing, um, BJJ, some of them do very much overlap, but it is all dependent on what you are looking for. Now, the one that I think probably encompasses the most, if not to a point, all martial arts is an idea of belonging. Now, this is for me is one of the best things about martial arts is that at its core, martial arts helps bring people together for so many different reasons. But it's a great help in terms of um, a psychological community somewhere you go if your week's been awful your day's been awful the month you've just broken up with someone whatever is going on it can be so good to be able to just step into the dojo step into the gym wherever you're going and just feel like you belong just feel like there are others there that it doesn't matter who you are what job you have low or high in society you are all there together there's a brotherhood a sisterhood a community now for me the one that says this the most is brazilian jiu-jitsu I think if you're looking at a kind of idea where you are all very much equal, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for me fits that the best. If you want to feel like you belong somewhere, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu 
Um, and again, all of these depend very much on the gym or the area that you go to. But for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it tends to be um, very much a standard that is brought into that martial art. And that is the idea that you are in here. We are all together. This is a family. Um, when I did it, you start by shaking everyone's hand. That's the start of the day. Now, I've never done any other martial art that starts that way. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the only, other martial, the only martial art I've ever done where you start that session by shaking each other's hands. Now, that's not something that every Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym does, no, but it is what many of them do. And if not that, a different version of it. Something to just kind of go, hey, we're all in this together. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's learn something. But we're all here together. So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu really does um, come into the idea of a community and somewhere you can feel like you can talk to each other. The best way of thinking of it, if you're getting um, bullied, if you're upset about a something happening at work or um, a colleague, a, um, a lover, I feel like many people would feel confident in talking to their instructor in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu over many other areas of life, full stop, let alone many other martial arts. Um, I feel that they have that standing where you feel like you can interact with someone. You really have that bond. There is a definite bond that exists within Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu um, gyms. Absolutely. Without a doubt. There'll be very few that don't. And if they don't, they probably don't have a lot of real grounding in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because it is definitely, if you think about it, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was created literally by a family. So it is, of course, likely it's going to bring that idea of a family with it. You know, the idea it was created by the Gracies and, and brought around with the Gracies. And so, of course, that idea of um, a family environment is brought forward because of it. Now, I will have to say that I think pretty much every martial art has that. Some better than others. I think there are many boxing gyms you go into where it's absolutely you are one of us. And also many where you can go into and it can be fuck off if you're not actually able to fight so they can be dependent but i think um bjj definitely wins in pretty much every one of them but in general most martial arts will have that inbuilt into it i think it is definitely something you go into and of course there's always going to be the idiot instructor or the idiot person coming along that just wants to fight oh yeah i'm going to be the best at the they will in a good gym get weeded out very quickly because that's not what most are about Yes, you can be a good fighter and you can do all that. It doesn't mean you're going to be a complete cock. Now, I've gone through a few different reasons as to why you might want to do martial arts. And for almost every one, I've given you a different martial art. And that's the point. There's so many different martial arts out there. And there's so many of my colleagues in martial arts that will say something completely different for various different reasons. None of us will always agree. And there's so many martial arts out there that I have not mentioned that I enjoy thoroughly and have enjoyed in the past. But they may not, in my mind, be the first ones that leap to um, the front when I think in these categories. But I think it's important to know why you're doing a martial art. If, for instance, you are going to say, I want to do self-defense, you will not be starting with Aikido. It's as simple as that. If you are thinking, I want to do something that's um, very much going to teach me um, how to be very sporty and I really want to get that going, then 
you're not necessarily going to be starting with Lethway. You know, it's not the ones that go into each other. Know why you're doing the martial arts. And this is this is where a lot of people, I think, fall down, is that um, a lot of people over um, overthink what their martial arts skills might mean. And they will assume things. Now, all martial arts have their place to a point, but it's being realistic of why you're learning it, what you want to get out of it. And from that, then you can go somewhere with it. Having a black belt in a random martial art does not make you an unstoppable killing force. It just does not. Even if it is in a martial art that is put forward very well, a black belt is the start of things and many of them don't even have them or don't have the same um, version as you may think of it. And so that idea of things is very different. And again, if you, all you're looking for is to get a black belt, I believe the quickest martial art is Taekwondo, um, but go to eBay. You can buy one. That's all it really means. If that's all you're looking for, there's plenty of McDojos willing to um, let you go for two weeks, give them some money and step out with your black belt. Uh, I would definitely not encourage anything like that. Um, but every martial art has its place. Be realistic with why you're doing it. Why are you doing it? What benefits do you want out of it? And is it going to be fun for you? Again, comes back to that, because if it's not going to be fun for you, um, then there's really no point. You're going to listen. But be realistic. That's the main thing to take away. Be realistic with why you're doing that martial art, because if you're not, you're not going to get what you want out of it. It's simply not going to happen, no matter how long you do it for. I've been doing martial arts for a long, long time now. And um, if I was just doing a single martial art for one thing, it doesn't matter how long I've been doing it. I wouldn't have got anything out of it um, that I um, thought of if I hadn't been realistic with what each endeavor was going to give me. It's as simple as that. So um, I hope you've enjoyed that. It's a little bit of um, off the beaten track of, of normal, but I do get that question so, so often. My usual response is the very biased, go and do judo, it's a good grounding. But I thought I'd give a little bit more because I hear it so often and I thought, actually, I want people to be realistic. I want people to think about those first few things first as to why I'm doing it, what benefits I'm going to get before they go anything anywhere further. So I thought I'd do that this week. Uh, we should be back next week. I'm hoping if we can make sure of everyone's time zones together, fingers crossed, we will have uh, with us Tom Davey, as well as uh, Juan, former, UFC, uh, former United States Marine, not UFC. Oh, We'll get one of those guys on to talk one day, but former U.S. Uh, Marine Juan as well, um, who have both been on uh, before. And we're going to be talking about, um, uh, well, we're going to be doing a tier list, in fact. We've got a couple of them coming up, so I'll let you get on to that. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that if we can align with those time zones, Juan being in America, myself and Tom being in the U.K., that we can come together and do that one. I hope you, you'll enjoy that when you come back in a couple of weeks' time. So um, I hope you've enjoyed that. If you have any ideas or anybody you think should be on the podcast or if you know, you've got a question that we should be looking at, please do let us know in the comments below and uh, we'll have a look at it and see what we think. But until next time, thanks so much for joining us. See ya.